0: minus three is presented for the people by Caesar sportsbook you bet you get with caesar's rewards must be 21 or older
1: hard throw look at that what a play what a play hall of fame hall of fame football play that goes to
2: canton son what'd you ask me He said what do you- Ago, it's in the playbook. It's a great place by play by Duriel Harris to hit him on a dead run. It's not something you work on every day. It takes great players to execute it. They made it in, a, in an unbelievable moment.
1: Minus three with Dave Damaschet.
0: Oh, yeah, my favorite playoff game of all time, the Chargers at the Dolphins back in 81. Go back and watch that one on YouTube. Meantime, hi and hello. Don't leave to go do that now. Listen to this podcast, then go do it. Welcome to Minus 3 presented as always By Omaha, sitting behind the glass. There's Eddie Spaghetti and up on his manse, looking out over Hollywood. It's our guy, Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? How are you? You ready for another sports weekend? Juicy matchups here. rivalries abound. Army and Navy getting it on on Saturday. Then the renewal of the best 21st century rivalry in pro football. Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have much to talk about, Hench.
1: You know, we go unforgivably long on this podcast when there's nothing going on. Mm. So now I don't know how we're going to get to everything. The the, the the cold stove league, as I would say, as a Red Sox fan, um, you know, NFL coming down to the wire. Our our posternak Crosby, Panarin battles heating up. I mean, there's just so much going on brady Griner's been freed. There's geopolitics. There's it's just uh it's it's a smorgasbord So I think, you know, we're probably looking at three hours. All
0: right. Well, let's let's jump in here. We'll see if we can get it under. So the the total on this podcast is 179 and a half (laughs) minutes. Let's see if we can go under there today. By the way, spaghetti's
1: hanging himself.
0: I let me just get a couple promotions out of the way, and then we can jump right into our goat and goats of the week, and then we can give our best bets. one earlier in the week we were paid a visit by one of our favorites here Nick Costos. we did a deep dive early bird specials abound uh on the NFL slate we got uh, we got into it with Nick there and then also make sure you head over at extrapoints.com head into the arcade and be a part of this week's NFL pick'em and beyond Kevin Hench sits atop that heap and also as Sal mentioned the other day you're in the mix. Like, you're in the top 50 of hundreds of thousands of people on the ESPN spread pool as well? Second.
1: I'm second.
0: You I'm are second.
1: Out of 200,000 entries.
0: Holy hell. That's remarkable. So, listen, <laughs> I don't have any. I, I, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for minus three. three. I'm I, the it's, home Listen,
1: team. it's bad because I'm now feeling a lot of pressure. Although, hopefully, everybody listened last week when I said, Bills and Patriots is not a one-score game Thursday night. Then I said, hey, Friday, Saturday, Utah, Kansas State, money line parlay plus 400. And then I said, Cowboys-Colts is going to be a route. F- take that free money. So it's eventually this heater I'm on will cool off. Hopefully everybody has been making money by betting along with my heater uh, so they'll, they'll have the funds to pay pay my misses when I go cold. But holy hell. <laughs> It has been nuts. Uh,
0: yeah. I, hey, I-, I gave everybody the bungles last week, right? I told you that they have that team's number. They got over on the Chiefs. I like it to go the other way this week, but as a man of justice and somebody who has uh, taken out some uh, an Airbnb chalet up on Mount Pius for the month of December, I'm not going to pick the Browns, but if you have no morality issues, I do think the Browns are going to win straight up against them bungles. And also, a shout-out to one Eddie Spaghetti, who, against Nick Costos, a Yankees fan through and through, said that the Yankees are a disgrace. They're going to lose Aaron Judge. Eddie Spaghetti said, no, no, they're not. And, and you're a cynic, aren't you, Spaghetti? Very often you get cynical. But in this case, you said, no, no, Aaron Judge is going to get back with the Yankees. All these Giants reports floating around everywhere. You stayed true, and it worked out in the end for you. So we all three were right about something.
2: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I did have faith. A guy a little dicey, and I'll get more into that when we do our, our goats and goats. And I want to quickly add, just to keep uh, Pat and Hench in the back here, we did our extra points futures draft, and I believe, as right now, Hench is the only team that picked two correct uh bets and that one is the phillies nl winner hmm. and you also had the astros to win the world series so um also looks like he's, he may be on the top in that draft as well so Henge's on. A really i'm glad you streak.
1: mentioned that spaghetti because it's so fun when we do it i mean it gets a little exhausting by the end but like it seems fun and then i never hear anything about it and he like goes away i like these seem like that, that seems like it should be uh public I don't know. I keep wanting to, uh build out our website and then, and then realize I have no ability whatsoever to do any of that.
2: I, I think a large reason is because there were a lot of world cup picks, especially the first round. So that stuff's cashing, obviously major league baseball, that stuff cashed. And then, um, all of the college football, um, you know, conference races and all, and even the Heisman race to a, to an extent that's all kind of cashing in right now. So that's why it's coming. If it Sal has bring it up on uh, extra points and against all odds. So, you know, now it's going to get to the nitty gritty with NFL divisional rounds and all that stuff. So, um, but right well, now, it's yeah, funny. that too Phillies correct.
1: pick. When I picked the Phillies to win the National League, part of the reason the odds were so long on that bet was they weren't, when we did it, they weren't even guaranteed to make the playoffs. But if you looked at the teams, it's like they're probably going to make the playoffs, which is exactly what you just did, Spaghetti, with Ohio State, where you were like, okay, this number is so big because there's a chance. They won't be in the playoff. And now if you have that plus 750 ticket, you're very excited because it's you. You've almost made money already um, if you start henching your bets the rest of the way. Yeah, that was, the Ohio
0: State call was a was a great one as well. And listen, if we're throwing backpats around, I got to pat myself on the back seven and four with my best bets ever of the week last week. That takes me. To 94 and 67 this football season. You can see those picks every week on sidelines. I also just issued, and we talked about it on Extra Points today, my top 100 position groups by franchise. Some controversy there, but track it down. I put it out on social media. It's a fun um, topic at the end of the bar or sitting around at Christmas with your relatives. a, a good a, a good thing to argue about. All right, Hedge, let's get in here. Goat and Goat of the Week. Take it away. Uh, There's so much.
1: There's just so much to choose from. Um, But I have to say, I mean, there's so there's so many good goats. There were so many bad goats. So, I mean, Richarlison's goal. He's on his head four times, then his left foot, then his right foot. Then he packed give go in the box like the Brazilian Samba, the beautiful game. But I think this week I got to go A.J. Brown. I don't remember this ever happening in sports history. Mid-season proving your former GM so wrong that he gets fired. I, I can this is I, I think it happens with coaches, but I cannot remember a GM getting fired after a game when it was made obvious that he had made a huge mistake. Uh so AJ Brown, I mean that catch where he was he was slow dancing in the end zone with the DB. They had their arms around each other in a way where if it was a high school dance, a chaperone would have come in and said, Hey, back off a little bit. Like it was so intimate. There was nowhere for a ball to go. And then I guess he just caught it with his bicep. Like it was such, that was such an insane and it was so smooth. There was like no effort. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, just so you know, even if you're hugging him with both arms, he's he's going to score a touchdown. And and so that is that, that I mean, uh, yeah. D-
0: uh, no, no question about that. And that appears to be the reason I, I was waiting and waiting for at least 48 hours. There's going to something else is going to happen here. There's some salacious thing going on yeah. that that's why they punted him. But it does
1: really He think- should be like, hey, 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 guys, hey, can you uh, can you just give me 24 hours to go get a DUI? So it's not about what a crappy GM I am. Can I, can I at least, and and I think we will get to our picks in a little bit, but I, I wonder if that's going to be the start of a little slide uh, for Tennessee. If that, that
0: was- I, I'll tell you, I, you know, I know people have now said Vrabel had nothing to do with it. I don't know. I don't call me a cynic. I'm going uh, to, I'm going to keep the, the flame on that. That is the possible Um, real answer there that he's going to let the front office say it was their call. But I got to think that Vrabel's like, I got to have, you know, the, the parcels. If you want me cooking the meal, I need to be the one buying the groceries thing. I don't know. What what do we know? Okay. Continue Hench. All right. And then,
1: you know, it's funny as we, as we come here today, by the way, I mean, Daniel Snyder, obviously every week we do have to give him his rightful due as as a terrible human being, as the bad goat. He's really the bad goat every week. And when ooh, someone's ooh, a bad
0: ooh, Shecky awards are coming up in a matter of days at this point, you know, by the end of the year, that is the category that you get. I'm giving it to you. If you want to um put your head together with Eddie Spaghetti and come up with one on your own, I'm giving you guys that category. The goat and goat of the year. That's for you okay, guys to nice. decide. So
1: so like when when you're when you're somebody who lacks a moral compass so entirely like Dan Snyder, obviously the more we know, the worse you look. It's not like we're gonna find out information that proves he's a good guy or a good boss or just a loving member of his community. Like he's just a bad guy. It's like Matt Gates. Like, hey, your best friend just went to prison for 11 years. I'm sure it's aberrant. I'm sure that's just not a reflection of who you are. I'm sure the more we know, there'll just be some great stuff coming out about you. So, you know, scumbag's going to scumbag. He's he's on Mount Rushmore for, for Bad Goat. But uh, staying with the ownership situation, you know, spaghetti's, spaghetti's celebrating Aaron Judge coming back into the fold and like literally like the difference between being a contender and then immediately not being a contender. Right. And I don't know, like John Henry, Red Sox owner, interesting, uh, bio, like he's one of these guys who, uh, you, you saw, uh, the big short with Christian Bale, like that character, like a little off. Um, but he uses that his place on the spectrum to drill down into these contracts and into these tranches and figure out, Uh, you know, how to game the system, basically. So John Henry developed this trend reversal system, derivatives, how to game the markets, uh, how to make money if you're willing to just throw your life away making money. Like, it's super boring. You would have to have a condition to be able to do it. And so that's what he did. He made his money, and then he started buying sports franchises. And along the way, he bought the Boston Red Sox, and the Boston Red Sox won four World Series. Now, also along the way, he's been married once, married twice, and married a third time. So now, here in Red Sox Nation, we've noticed that he bought Liverpool. And we, we've seen Liverpool win a title since Mookie Betts went to LA. We've seen he, he bought the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've heard he's getting uh, the Las Vegas basketball expansion team. And in Red Sox Nation right now, It really feels like we're wife number one or wife number two. But this guy has moved on like this is not a priority for him. So he's moved on emotionally and Xander Bogarts has moved on professionally because apparently the new Red Sox thing is let's make sure this bottom line looks attractive enough so that when I dump this team, you know, the the value, we won't have a lot of bad contracts on the books, I guess. But this thing of like, we're not going to try to contend. We, we, we are a major market team with with l- limitless funds, but we're going to let all our best players go. So every team can find themselves in this predicament where the owner no longer cares and you're screwed. You're so screwed. So now I, I, I thank him for the four titles. Well done. I wish we could have kept his interest for, for the rest of his life. But that obviously is not the case. We're losing out on mid-level free agents to the Rangers. Like we can't, we don't sign anybody. We don't get in on the Abreu thing. We just, all these areas of needs. I, and like, so I don't know if Haim Bloom has been told, don't, you can't spend any money or we're going to try to do it the Rays way here in Boston, but it it just sucks. It just sucks to feel what it's like to be those 23 other teams,
0: you know, uh, uh, that, that aren't trying to win the world series. It's brutal. It really I mean, you know, that's a a fine hypothesis and maybe that is what it is. He just doesn't care about baseball anymore. He's had too much success in it. But really, you know, it's capless. Okay, you get you get dinged um, for the with the luxury tax. But how does it the same ownership group is willing to roll the dice on like. Okay, we know Geno Malkin and Chris Letang are old guys, but yeah, we'll give them relatively long-term contracts. These, this is the same group that won't keep the biggest stars for the Boston Red Sox, which is a bigger brand, obviously, and worth you know what two billion dollars more than what the Penguins are worth, three billion dollars more. It's very weird. So bad goat,
1: okay, John John Henry. It's just uh, this is unacceptable. I mean, just to announce to your fan base, we're not trying to win the World Series.
0: Do you just think that the Red Sox fans are going to keep showing up? Do you think that they've reached um, spoiled fan enough that they stop showing up at Fenway Park just to get? Well, into you know, seats?
1: Fenway is is small enough and fun enough. You know, the experience the and pink iconic crowd, as they're called that you know you you know even when they were bad, Fenway would sell out. But the thing that's going to be wild in April. Is the Celtics and Bruins are gonna be number one seeds. Like, Towns not gonna to be talking about opening day. Towns going to be like, who cares? Who cares? Another fifth place finish in the AL East. Who cares? Uh, By the
0: way, I don't if that's gonna be your GOAT of the week, that's a great one. The Boston Bruins. It is, it's now officially reached crazy level of success and by the way the new jersey devils only have one more loss than what the bruins have at this point we're we are now a third of the way through the nhl season just about but basically a third of the way through the season the bruins have lost three games it's crazy <laughs> i think the Canadians maybe I'm not even positive that they do have a better opening record. I mean, that goes over like 30 games to start the season. I remember the Detroit Tigers started 35 and five, a couple NFL teams, as we know, ran the table in their regular seasons. But this is getting into some weird historic level kind of success for your Boston Bruins. Well,
1: it was wild. They, you know, they spotted the golden Knights. a so three zip. And I said, Oh, well, you know, it had to end. Sometimes it's three zip. And I was kind of checking in, checking back, and then we scored. I said, oh, maybe I should watch the third period. (laughs) And then it's like, not only did the Bruins tie that game, they hit the post in overtime. Then they hit a post that would have won it in the shootout. So that streak could still be going, but for a quarter of an inch, uh, it is nuts and really strong in all phases. You know, And when you're just not putting bad players on the ice ever for a shift, it's uh, hard to beat that team over 60 minutes. I mean, another th- beat down uh, on the champs last night uh, um, as we record this. So, yeah, the I did the Bruins as my goat a couple of weeks ago and nothing's changed.
0: Do you have a goat for us? Well, A.J. Brown was my oh, A.J. Brown. I'm sorry, as I short-term memory issues. Okay, I'll jump in here, Um, and I will say the aforementioned rivalries. Obviously, I love rivalries. Army Navy. I know curmudgeons tisk tisk at me for watching a game that probably will include two to three passes um, in it. I love it. I love when they come out and the 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 midshipmen come out in the Navy and the white hats and they stand, uh, they, they stand in, in, in a unison together on the field and the army comes out in the dark grays and the cadets. I I, I just think it's all the best. And the snow usually falls on it appropriately. What's True not or the love?
1: True or false. What? Go ahead. Sean, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson makes more passes during a massage. Uh,
0: than they were that look who's being a stinker. I like it. Um, And uh, the other goat of the week is the, is the other prominent rivalry Ravens and Steelers. Only one of them is I, I respect the Ravens, especially in the division that now includes Deshaun Watson and a team that on purpose signed him for a quarter of a billion dollars um, in a league that doesn't give anybody else guaranteed money. They get, they gave Deshaun Watson and the cherry on top early on the early return is after Deshaun Watson finally takes the field, goes out there. We've been waiting forever. He gets booed, all that stuff. They win in spite of him, not because of him. Kevin Stefanski is asked, you going to stick with Deshaun Watson next week? <laughs> if, they, if they would bench him for Jacoby percent that would be the ultimate. But OK, I don't think that's going to happen. I do have to mention it because it's upon us. Ravens and Steelers, as a reminder, if you're not up to speed, the Pittsburgh Steelers are named after the mid-century heroes who forged the steel that built the tanks and ships used to defeat the Nazi scourge. That's the Steelers. Now, on the other side, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are named after a poem written by a Boston native who married his 13 year old cousin. Then he moved to Baltimore, got drunk, and died. So, if you ain't rooting for the Steelers, if you don't like the Steelers, then you don't like America and you don't like freedom, and you should go root for Mussolini and screw. It's the best rivalry going in the 21st century. I can't wait for it to be renewed. Final score, 20 to 17. Who's going to win? We don't know, but we know that that's going to be the final score.
1: Well, it's important given the spread. It's important that we figure out who's going to win. Right, that I'm going to take
0: the Steelers. I, I don't have the strongest. I'm taking the Steelers
1: too, and I'm a little bummed because I was going to take the Steelers. You know, getting. Getting four and a half at home against Lamar Jackson. Now I have to give a little bit to Huntley, and I'm still going to do it because the Steelers. It's funny as you've been pointing out the the problems on the defensive side of the ball seem to get solved last week. Uh, I think that's a nice team now. I, <laughs> am I crazy?
0: Well, it's because, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm reiterating some of the things I, uh, I, I just told uh, Sal and, and Martin Weiss on, uh, on um, extra points. But yes, it's hard to account for the fact that the guy at the most important position is getting better. Not leaps and bounds week to week, but he is incrementally improving if you watch their games. And so how do you account for what was six weeks ago is no longer true In a positive sense, guys, the attrition of football knocks out some key pieces for every team along the way. What is hard to figure out is like, so how much better are they than they were a month and a half ago when we rendered our verdict on how good this team or how bad this team is? It's interesting. And now I'll tell you how you
1: account for it. You bet on them and then you tell your accountant to put that ah, in the bank.
0: Ah, savvy. Savvy. Good play there. Um, my go-to the week though, and I'm not taking a shot at the Air Force. I guess it's the whole thing. I, you know, there are 3 viable football teams that our military academies provide us with. And as I say, I love Army and Navy. How come Air Force doesn't get the same shine? What did they do wrong? What did the foot what did they do to to make the football gods not pay attention to them nearly as much as this Army Navy rivalry goes. And furthermore, why don't you feel bad for the Air Force as a military branch? They're the ones, it's in their name Air, Air Force. And yet, when Hollywood makes a movie, they don't make it about the Air Force, no. they make it about yeah. the Navy. And Tom Cruise, Top Gun is about the Navy. Wouldn't you feel bad if you're in the Air Force, always getting slighted at every turn? I feel bad for them, naval
1: uh, naval aviators. And my uh, my grandpa, who gave the full measure of sacrifice in the Pacific, was a Marine aviator. I don't. Maybe this explains
0: it. Did he, does the Air Force have any planes? It's uh, it's curious. That's I mean, in football terms and in military terms, the Air Force must be looking around at the commander in chief or I don't know, the the secretary of defense and being like, why does the Navy get planes? What do you want us to do? What I mean, we, we have planes. Why are you giving the Navy planes on top That's of our it? whole thing? Is planes? right. They I have don't get boats. it. Damn boats. We get the planes. Right, exactly. Who would you think would win a war if our military branches had a fight against each other, Hench?
1: Well, it would have to be the Navy, right? Because they have the planes and the battleships. And, the, and right. the nuclear subs, I'm assuming. Well, forget the nuclear. The nuclear, nuclear.
0: Forget nuclear. That's too easy. That's a that's right. a, a cheating way to, to go about your business. I'm not surprised from a Patriots fan you would do something cheap like that.
1: Um, I do want to say that regardless of the good news uh, out of Russia, I don't want... Spaghetti to think this absolves him of his patriotic responsibility to hightail it over there because we there's still Americans being held and uh Russia, you know, Putin still needs to go. So.
0: we I, I don't know where Spaghetti was when Putin took his fall down the steps a few days I ago. I don't know and if he can get a-
1: that close, if he can get that close and not miss a pot,
0: well, yeah, maybe, you're, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Maybe you're like Salazzo's, uh muscle who went out to get Vito Corleone on the streets and Fredo blew it. He couldn't even take the six shooter out of his pocket before they <laughs> filled the old man with bullets while he was trying to get some fresh produce at that stand. They thought they'd killed him, but he was alive. I,
2: I probably have to go take out Putin and then also now the merchant of death. So it'll be a Two
0: for one job. Ooh, yeah, I love it. Merchant of death. All right, Spaghetti, take it away. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Hey, listen up, sports fan. This message is for you. Your first bet with Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CZRFULL and place your first bet. If you win, muzzle tough. If you don't, You'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rules, here comes the lengthy, responsible gaming disclaimer. 21 and over must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming or our nation's capital. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia. Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. License through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY, Tennessee, call. Or text Tennessee Redline one 800 889 9789
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-Corner pizza with code 8Save. That's the number 8 SAVE. must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
2: so my goat and goat both revolve around Aaron Judge and I'll start with my good goat uh, because this kind of ties into what Hench was talking about with the socks and their very you know strange offseason and, and you know downfall uh, so to speak but you know Obviously, very very happy. The you know Brian Cashman. Like I said all along, I, I thought that the extension, the announcement of the extension, meant that the Yankees felt good about their chances with Judge. Um, I like that. You know, the, the funniest thing to come from this too is Hal Steinbrenner being in Italy, like he's doing his own version of White Lotus. When like the franchise's best player, with the face of baseball, is a free agent, maybe going go to a few other teams, and you're like halfway around the world. To me, it was just if they lost, and that is so inexcusable. But now it's actually almost funny. Um, but it, apparently, he was the reason why they got him. Uh, his phone call to, or, you know, Zoom call to Aaron Judge was the reason why the clincher, they poned up the extra $60 million They weren't offering the extra year, they weren't offering um earlier in discussion so very happy he's back and i could ride this high while my sports teams are are kind of struggling and uh you know it, it, i was on the verge of not wanting to even uh watch sports or work in sports anymore if they lost judge it would have been that <laughs> devastating to me i'm not even joking but to go <laughs> to the, the bat, i would love you Jam declared, Rody. well I, i'm just being just serious damn roadie what <laughs> happened to that guys I, what
1: I, happened to spaghetti he became a Pearl Jam roadie so when the Yankees game. did not re-sign Aaron Be- Judge. Because
2: it ties into what you're talking about, Hanch. It's like, if the Yankees got outbid and let Judge walk your best player, the guy that is now named captain, you know, and he should have been, he should have been locked up before then, which is another weird thing in baseball. Why no one locks players up before they reach the free agency. But if you lose... Judge The Yankees are no longer the Yankees. The Yankees are just the Pirates. They're just the Royals. They're just a team. They're a mid-market team that gets outbid. Players go somewhere else. And that's not something I'm accustomed to because while my Giants and my, my Rangers and whoever else, the Irish, all these other teams suffer, the constant was the Yankees always win. The Yankees are always in the mix. And I, I just, like, I don't get this new phase of this ball club. So I'm glad they're back to, you know, we'll see, knock on wood, they're back to being, um, you know, their old selves. So that's why the Yankees get my good goat here, my, my bad Wait a goat. second,
0: wait a second. A few things. First of all, I'm fascinated by the idea of you giving up sports of something – it, goes, hurts my, it kills me. It, it, goes I, again. One, a, a year ago, I bet you that if the Giants lost a certain game that you would have to give up watching them for the rest of the season. And that felt heavy. If you're willing to just turn it, your back on his One, what happens to all these jerseys? You're wearing a Capo Caco jersey as we yes. speak. What becomes of all your jerseys? Two, how funny would it be trying to explain that to people? Like, hey, your producer, Eddie Spaghetti, Like, what, what, what happened to him? Like, he gave up sports. Oh, he got he got the hooks in him too deep like he, he lost a little bit too much money or something. No, no. He just he just quit sports. He just <laughs> it consumes you
2: know, my life and it makes me miserable. Like the the Giants is- Commanders tie makes me so miserable. And like the Rangers struggling after like they, they lose these games where they're actually starting off really well. They're beating. They're up against very good teams and they just they just blow it later in the game. But thanks to Hench's Bruins who are beating up the the Vegas Golden Knights, Rangers got a nice win over them. But like I just my girlfriend asked me, she was like like this is she's like it's literally negatively affecting your well being. Like I'm screaming in the house where I'm like the cops may come to my door because my neighbors are calling them like. I just, I can't do it. I have to move to an island. I, like, I have to be I a like bartender. I just can't. I don't know. I can't do sports anymore. If the Yankees lost Judge, that was like the tipping point for me.
1: <laughs> I like this scene where the neighbors are walking by Spaghetti's and they just see like, you know, hockey sweaters, baseball jerseys, all getting thrown out of the second story window on a lawn. <laughs> and they're like, We're oh, through. my God. They're like, oh, my God. His girlfriend must have caught him. She must know about the others. This is like, she. oh, my God. He, all his shit is getting thrown out on the lawn. It's like, oh, no, that's him. That's him because the, <laughs> the Yankees didn't resign Aaron Judge. No, the big Lou. Yeah,
0: no, the neighbors then would turn the corner when they found out the real thing. Like, oh, poor Jada. Now he's going to devote more of his time to her? Oh, that poor dear. She was probably had just enough of spaghetti to make him tolerable. Um, his rags, though, I, I, are, are you going to quit Hockey, if they, I mean, quit sports if they don't make the playoffs this year?
2: It was a bad loss to the Senators, one of the worst teams in hockey that I thought would be better. Uh, Great. Win to you know to go beat the the Vegas Golden Knights. That was a, a, a blowout win in their building. They needed something like that. Best team in the West um, right now. So I'm not too worried about you know it's it's not even the new year yet. I'm not worried. The Rangers were a vastly different team post trading deadline last year. I think this year will be the same. So um, they'll they'll click. They'll get right. You know last year they were on an 11-1 run uh, during the holidays. I I think they're going to be fine. Teams will find water will find its level. I don't think the Devils are for real. Bruins I think are for real. Uh, unfortunately to our hockey clubs. But uh,
0: to wrap. But my good and go and just take wait me. a second i don't want you to go to your bad ones yet um i want to i want to continue to talk about this for a second you mentioned white lotus hench had a keen observation last week it is you put it in my mind that you know very basically the first season of the white lotus was all about money and this season is all about sex and it seems once you mentioned that to me that it feels like that the point, if there is a, a single line descriptor of what season two is about, it is showing season one, money matters, but sex is the driver of all things. And is that ultimately it? And if so, what would season three then be about? But um, I am eager with anticipation for this climax. And if you haven't caught up to this season of White Lotus yet, fix that and watch It's
1: incredible. And, and so, but it also feels like what we're in, we're six episodes in. Yeah. Because after every episode I go, I I forget that they're not all in my box, you know, that I have to wait like we used to. And then I Google it and go, this has to be the penultimate episode. Everything has built Mm -hmm. to a turgid, explosive and then there's three more episodes. Like, what are they? How are they going to bolero this for three episodes? Everything is on a knife's edge. Um, so, uh, couldn't be more excited. I think their- it
0: ends oh. this week. This last, this Sunday is the last episode of this season. And, well, why is it when I Google it, it says there's nine episodes. It did? I thought that But I'm this pretty season. sure Shaq's right. I think it's seven.
1: Oh, Either things, way, yes. you know who okay. was in?
0: I can't, I, I don't know anybody's name in the show. Um, the, you know, the rich woman who's single, who is now in the manse of um, the gay guy. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge. In that photograph, I think a lot of people miss that. In that, when the guy talks about the Wyoming cowboy who he was in love with, it is the guy who she's married to.
1: See, we paused. Did you on catch it. that? Well, we looked at it for a minute and a half and we couldn't. We assumed that was what they were trying to show us. But neither one of us could could recognize him in that photo.
0: Yeah, that was him. And I know that because in True Genius, Val Kilmer's early work, that's the crazy guy who lives in the in the closet. I, I watch really? too much TV. Right. I think that's all the bottom line. Right. Continue. To, to
2: quickly add on to that, too, I have to give credit to Mikey Meatballs, who actually an episode prior called that was going to be before the, even the picture. He, If you listen to um, the quote-unquote rich guy telling Jennifer Coolidge about his life story, it actually matches up with her husband's life story, and he called that before the picture is even shown. So uh, props to him. Anyway, getting back to Aaron Judge and part of it, why is the, the bad goat, is the Major League Baseball, the media. John Heyman, I'll start with him. Obviously, the tweet everyone sees it now when it says uh, arson judge to the heading to the Giants. He fixes it, whatever. Now, John Heyman is known as being like a mouthpiece to agents. He kind of did this with the Garrett Cole signing a few others where a camp will tell him to say certain things to either drive up of the cost or, or whatever. And uh, I did, when I saw that, uh, that was part of me was like, Man, I, I wonder if, until I see like Jeff Passan or someone else come out. I wonder if that's what he's doing. And then, obviously, a couple tweets later, he apologized saying he jumped the gun there. Meanwhile, uh, and I didn't want to crush this person because there's no reason for me to do that. But until I started seeing their tweets after Judge signed, they are standing by them. A beat reporter for the Giants, I believe she works for the, uh, the Chronicle, Susan Slusser, saying that like teammate uh, Giants team players and staff expect him to come here. The buzz in the lobby of the winter meetings that Gi- that he's he's signing with the Giants, and then just doubling down and, and saying like, well, I'm reporting on what I said. Like, I just don't think the media should be. I know Twitter's a different changes the whole entire ballgame. Everyone wants to be first, but I, I just think you're not only doing a disservice to fans of baseball, you're you're losing your trust with fans of of that team, of the San Francisco Giants, and then to double down and be like, well, I'm reporting it, and, and you know what I said. at The time was it something must have changed. You really threw people for a loop there. And then just to f- not find fault with it, which is why I almost give John Heyman more credit for apologizing um, after. And people kind of expect this of him because of him being the mouthpiece. But being a local team reporter and and getting this wrong, uh, I, I, if I was a fan of the Giants and the Bear, I would never even trust anything you ever wrote ever again or tweeted. And I would uh, it's a huge disservice. And it's not about being first or or because no one remembers who tweeted this first about the judge signing with the Yankees. I don't think you guys could call it out, but his name is John Morosi. No one's going to remember that. People are just going to remember that Aaron Judge signed with the Yankees. So bad job by you, Susan Slosser. Bad job by you, John Heyman. And uh, it caused Yankees fans uh, a lot of pain in the time. And right now you're causing Giants fans a, a ton of pain. <laughs> and actually the cherry on top, Ju- Aaron Judge for all we know was probably could have been closer to signing with the San Diego Padres because he was flying to San Diego to discuss a 10 year, $400 million deal with the Padres. So the giants could have been in third place, which is makes this even funnier. So that's my bad go.
0: You're a man well, of your was- word though, right? Spaghetti. So like, what if you got talk about on the razor's edge, what if you had quit sports on John Heyman's note and being a man of your word, you quit sports, like, spaghetti, look online. That news, there's an update, and you're like, Nope, too late. I quit sports, and you never found out. I would about know it. because I'd all at
2: the minute I quit sports, I'm also deleting all my social media. I'm just going, <laughs> going off the completely. I dream <laughs> well, about I that every single day of then. my life.
1: A couple thoughts here. And I'll try to tie it all together. One. Because they know how hair trigger and reckless and irresponsible these reporters are to try to be first, the executives know exactly how they can play these jackasses. Yes. And just they they can get whatever story into the pipeline that they want. And, and then, you know, uh source said, reputable source, whatever. And and then what are you gonna do? Like you can't burn your source, like, oh, you you weren't telling me the truth. Um, but beyond that, so I don't even remember a guy named Jason Blair made up a bunch of stories for The New York Times and a guy named Stephen Glass made up a bunch of stories for The New Republic. And they were like, it is so much harder to fly to Texas and research and report and interview uh, you know, J- Jessica Lynch um, as opposed to sitting in my apartment and just making it all up. And then it's like nobody cares. It, uh, the consumers don't care. Nobody, you know, nobody stops consuming any of the people uh, Spaghetti just mentioned because they're wildly wrong again or all the time. Nobody like, you know, Matt Taibbi is now like he's working for Elon Musk and he's going to crack open the Twitter files. And it's like he's now, a you know, a dishonest hack who's working as a propagandist on behalf of Musk. And but it's like everyone's clicking on the Twitter files because it's like it's just about clicks The institutions themselves, the papers, the social media companies have all failed. There is no uh, center. There's no gravity. There are no laws like, hey, man, I bet that Matt Taibbi is never going to work again because because he's been so disgraced. Uh, Yeah, he'll go work for this billionaire, whatever. Like there's no nobody ever pays a penalty for being a terrible, reckless, dishonest journalist that. That died with the truth. Um,
0: it is, I, here's, a stre- here's a stretch. It's like heroin or a really strong drug It without any repercussion for doing too much heroin. You know, like if you're Skip Bayless, you can flail wildly about how LeBron James actually stinks. And it's so strong, like, okay, that's a ridiculous thing to say. But if there's no penalty for being ridiculous, then <laughs> listen- Give me the spike. I'm going to keep shooting up because it's 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 a stronger drug than what the than what my colleagues are doing. So I may as well keep uh, riding the horse if no one's ever going to take me to task for doing so. Right.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, Matt Taibbi wrote, I believe it was Matt Taibbi wrote the John McCain takedown for Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is like, okay, all the McCain haters on the left are like, did you read that? This gospel, right? He nailed him. He caught him on on all this terrible behavior. And so no one on the left is like, well, did this happen? Is this guy a reliable journalist? They just are like, he's doing our bidding. Now the same guy, because of course, people who don't care about the truth, they don't really care. They have no values, So they'll toggle from the far left to the far right. It doesn't make any difference to Glenn Greenwald or Matt Taibbi, who's paying them to tell the latest fabrications. So then he hops over to Elon Musk and then all those fanboys are like, hey man, Taibi with the Twitter files, he's got the goods on the Dems and then they don't care if it's true. And this does feel like the world we live in where you know there's just a couple of pathetic people on an island going, well, is it true? And everyone else is going, who cares? He wrote the piece I wanted him to write. Um, now tying it into the GMs, who are lying to the reporters to get them to publish the stories they want. So, you know, what the Mariners did with J-Rod, right? It's like, hey, we have an opportunity to extend this guy right now because we think over the course of this deal, it's going to be good for us. We don't want to wait till this guy gets to the market where we won't be able to compete. So we have to kind of overpay for a long deal that's the entire job, right? You know, Spaghetti mentioned signing judge earlier. The Red Sox, you could have signed. Bogarts wanted to be in Boston. That's a pretty good advantage. But that's not a 50% discount. You have to find a way to keep him from getting so close to free agency Why not wait? Why not bet on yourself? So the Red Sox, you know, final offer way back when they were making offers was um, to keep him from testing the waters wasn't close to what he ended up getting. And it wasn't remotely competitive. So that's your entire job. Like when you're doing a fantasy football draft, you want to get guys at value. You don't want to get, you know, guys for more than they're worth. And so the Red Sox have had an opportunity to aggressively pursue locking up Xander Bogarts at what would turn out to be a good deal. And they gacked it. So that's okay. People, people sign bad contracts all the time. People sign good contracts for the team, but that is the entirety of your job as a GM. What deals did you sign? Were they good for the team? Did you gack it by waiting for this guy to get to free agency? Cause now he's going to be part of the Padres championship team. That's that's
0: on you. Um, it, I, I will say, and I said it last week, I say again, I do think it's a it's vaguely interesting in an uncapped league that now you have players like the Rangers. And by the way, the Rangers are the ones who opened up when Dave Winfield signed with the Yankees in what was at 81 and he was making a million dollars a year. I remember as a little kid getting that Sports Illustrated and being like, they're paying him how much? Jump to the Texas Rangers signing Alex, Rod- Alex Rodriguez for a quarter of a billion dollars. That took it to a whole new level. It's weird that that's the Texas Rangers, and it's weird that the Texas Rangers, given their lack of success, they get to that One World Series, that they now get Jacob deGrom. I think that... It's sort of like the Rangers are the big spending, big spenders, much like... Um, uh, what, what's it called? Avatar. Avatar is supposedly... The top grossing movie in the history, I've never heard one person bring it up in a conversation. Everybody brings up Star Wars and The Godfather and Titanic and whether you like those or not. No one has any opinion on Avatar. Why? Because I don't believe anybody actually saw it. Same thing. I'm not sure the Texas Rangers actually exist. Tell me any memory you have of Alex Rodriguez when he was on the Texas Rangers. You can't because I'm not sure it actually happened. You see? anyway all right let's uh let's get into it here um best bets of the week and I'll just very quickly blow through my top ones like I say um 94 and 67 on the year and I, I told you previously I like the Browns plus six if you have no morality to worry about bet the money line that's how strongly I believe in the Browns having the bungles number Baltimore and Pittsburgh I'm gonna go over the 37. Um, I love that the number is right at 37 when I say that every game that they play is a final score of 20 to 17. I like the Vikes. I get that it is a weird line and it maybe attracts you to the Lions. I like that the Vikes are catching points against the Detroit Lions for obvious reasons. The Vikes are legit. Um, Sal made it his pup of the week. The New York Giants to win straight up against the Eagles. I'm not going to go that far, but I do like the Gents plus seven there. Jackson uh, and Tennessee, I'm going under 41 and a half there. Not sure where the points are coming from in that game. And Miami and the Chargers over 52. This feels like easy money to me, given those two teams and the defenses that they're both throwing out there. All right, Hench, take it away. You want to focus in on a singular pro football game and deep dive on it. Or do you want to kind of go through your best bets?
1: As you started doing your best bets, it reminded me of a bad goat that I didn't get to. And by the way, I don't write anything down. This is all seated in my pants. So, you know, when you go, who are your good and bad goat? I'm like, who are they? I'm just going to, it's all, this is all top of my head. But I had thought earlier, oh, I got to do a bad goat. Honorable mention, for Mark Ingram. Now, I did not have the Saints money line uh, last week, but a lot of people did. So that game is over if he falls on his face, if he just keeps jogging at a 45-degree angle. The only possibility of the Saints losing that game is if he he takes a 90-degree right turn to get out of bounds. I mean... In some ways, I feel like it's worse than Deshaun Jackson dropping the ball to one yard line. Like, at least the gold line is not bright orange. Like, there is a giant reflective orange stripe where if you attain it, the game is over and your team wins. The only way for you to possibly lose on second down is for you, for some reason, to bolt like a shopping cart with a broken wheel. You just bolt straight sideways out of bounds like that game was over that game was over i don't i haven't heard an explanation people
0: that the weird excuse people have attempted uh, to volunteer on his behalf is that he was hurt and you know now he's out for the year with the bum knee okay so if he literally falls down before the sideline he probably his momentum carries him over the the um the first down right i mean i i i inexplicable in my well, opinion. Well,
1: uh, you know, a couple things, you know, White, De- Devin White is not even really going to lick, like he's not really avoiding contact. To your point, yeah, you you could just flop down anywhere over here would be fine. Don't go here. Obviously if he's that dinged, I'm sure Alvin Kamara could have gotten the first down right. on this the second down screen pass. Um, but I remember this, uh, uh, Sean Estes was a pitcher, I think he was with the Giants when this happened, Giants Mets, I almost want to say it was a playoff game, and he rolled his ankle going into second base. And then he starts hop jumping up and down in pain off the base. And they tagged him. <laughs> and it's like, um, buddy, being off the base is not going to ease the pain. Like you, there, there's nothing there, nothing about the, the base is not causing your pain. It's your ankle. Feel free to stay on the base and go, ow, ow, ow. So, so yes. So, so, so Mark Ingram, you're in pain, just be in pain 14 inches forward. It's not going to change anything. I think they did get a bad spot, but because of his move, it threw it threw the lines woman off. She's like, she was getting ready to move the chains. Anyway, that was crazy. And that's when you're like, Oh, thank Christ. I wasn't on saints money line. Um, but anyway,
0: I uh, like that uh, head. is like a tall tail figure. He's like Paul Bunyan, but not with brawn, but with, but with wit, like I don't prepare. You're like Bo Jackson. You know, I don't, I don't lift any weights. I don't need to. Don't you understand? No, I,
1: When you, uh, what were you, you were doing, you were, uh, Oh, the history of the Steelers and the history of Edgar Allan Poe. And like you had notes. I was like, Oh my God, Shaq, look at Shaq preparing. It was
0: amazing. Oh, I just cut and pasted my, uh, my tweet that I have to issue. Uh, twice a year oh, when, that's when the, these two teams that's the to remind best kind everybody of research of right, best right kind of right.
1: research looking up your own stuff uh, okay <laughs> sad. So by the way start. also
0: you know who else was like that Herschel Walker I don't know what happened to that guy but uh, you know shout out to him as a goat. He was really good at college football way back when I remember watching him play. I don't know what he did afterwards, but uh, great career there Herschel as a All football. Right, player. Don't, All right, that, get, that'll get,
1: be another forty five I minutes, don't want to so get it. I just was started. shouting him out. Um, I don't know
0: I, I remember watching so, him play as a kid.
1: I'll start with the 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 brave men and women who built the the bombs and guns that won these countries' wars uh and and against the the alcoholic poets. Um <laughs> I like the Steelers. My my what's what what uh, Meatballs just sent us is minus two and a half. Uh pretty crazy if you think about three weeks ago what that line would have been. I like the Steelers, given a little bit there. And while we're on the subject of of Pittsburgh. And I, and I see you got your buckos hat on. Just want to mention your, your fellow, uh, iron city, uh, fan. Steve Byrne has a special on Amazon called the last late night. Uh, so go check that on Amazon, huge Pittsburgh fan, only guy who who knows the pens up and down the way you do. Uh, he played, he took a there.
0: shift with one Mario Lemieux. He played in a charity or celebrity event and actually took a shift with 66 Lemieux. Oh my That's, goodness. Can you that imagine? is
1: all that is all bucket list. all your bucket list gets crossed off. That's it. If, right. you, if you get to, to ride shotgun with uh sixty
0: six. Steve burns oh. a great guy. We've had him on podcasts before. We, yeah, we need to we need to track him down and do it again. By the way, while we're promoting stuff, um Greg McElroy, uh our our colleague from Omaha and Always College Football Podcast is joining us on Monday um at the at the start of bowl season. Nobody better to talk to than that guy. Bama QB, of course, as you'll recall, and a great broadcaster. So looking forward to catching up with him. Anyway, continue, Hinch. Sorry. All
1: right. Um, I agree with your Browns pick. I I feel like – I mean, obviously, the Bengals are a different team with Jamar Chase. But there's no way – unless Deshaun Watson has just completely forgotten how to play football. I mean, he was bouncing throws. It was hard to watch. They still covered – um, I think he'll be better uh, physically, if not morally. And and that six points is is uh, I take the points there. Uh, maybe they, they his obviously- cell
0: phone, maybe his cell phone though. His burner phone was like Samson's hair. Now that they got taken away from him, maybe <laughs> it has no power anymore.
1: Well, they they beat the hell out of them with Jacoby Brissett, so maybe they can keep it within six with with Deshaun. Um, I I like the the Chiefs are the Chiefs are weird, right? The way they. You, you, who you're gonna get? Jekyll and Hyde. Now they're laying a huge number on the road, nine and a half at Denver. Um, but you know, this is a team that's gonna play in the AFC championship game against a franchise that is a mess for the foreseeable five years. Like there's you know, so so does that game stay single figures? No way. Chiefs, Chiefs pull away. Um to keep it interesting, nine and a we, half is where I see that number. Because because Sal. Uh, likes, likes the, uh, the giants as his pup. I, I really feel like the, the Eagles are a juggernaut. I, I just, I watch that team. I watch them move the ball. I, it seems like sometimes they get almost bored, but man, I haven't seen anybody physically take them out of what they want to do. Like, it's like, they just have so many weapons, so many options. And then the ultimate weapon is, Oh, if this guy doesn't find anybody, he just kind of takes off and hurts. Like, I remember when I was at co- in college at the University of Vermont, we had a hockey player named Jim Walsh, and he never looked like he was going fast. And then I'd have to take it uh, from the hockey players who were like, that's the fastest guy on the team. And it's like, because he's just gliding and you watch Hertz, he never looks like Michael Vick. Like Michael Vick is like, he's pulling away from guys Hertz is just ripping off chunks, like five, 10, 15. You're like, how is that an 18 yard gain? It looked like he was gliding the entire time. So I, I feel like um that's too tall an order for the Giants. I agree with spaghetti. I would give another big number on yeah. the road there. And then finally, boo, I'm a I am on a lot of road teams here, but I the Brock Purdy thing was nice, right? It was nice. It's like a reflex play at third base. The ball gets hit to you. You're not, you're not prepared to play. The ball gets hit to you. You, you, you turn your head and you one hop it and you throw the guy at first. You know, uh, I, I don't, there is going to be a drop off. It's going to be significant. The bucks had no business winning that game against the saints. Um. I I see Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy bucks getting points. I like, I like the bucks in the field goal quite a bit. I,
0: I mean, you, you just said it. Um, that's exactly right. The two numbers that jump out to me this week are those. If I if, again, you fall into a coma and wait, you know, in in late August and wake up now. The Bucks are getting points. Expl- so, oh, it, Tom Brady got hurt? No, no. Oh, well then why would the Niners are undefeated? No, no. They're starting Brock Purdy at quarterback against the greatest of all time. And they're uh, the Bucs are underdogs. This seems loco to me, and I don't. Uh, you don't need to hit me up with the specific matchups. Just think about what we're talking about: Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. This feels overthought, uh, and a lot of people are trying to make the case that Brock Purdy's going to be okay. If they're lucky, he'll be okay. That's as good as he could possibly be. These dreams of Kyle Shanahan being such a genius that that, that they can still go to the Super Bowl are ridiculous the other one that's funny as you mentioned earlier imagine trying to explain why the Steelers are giving points to the Ravens in Pittsburgh oh Lamar Jackson, but Kenny Pickett's in the Steelers are five and seven wait they're five and seven then why are they giving because Lamar Jackson just got hurt it's it, it really is wacky how we've arrived at this position and as far as that goes, we are recording on Thursday afternoon. We'll see what the Raiders do. I suspect they should be able to defeat the Rams who, you know, have about uh, eight healthy players, if I'm right about that. And the Browns and the Steelers. One of those teams is going to get into the is going to get the 7th seed. Do you agree with that Hench?
1: The the Raiders
0: or the Steelers? Raiders, Steelers, Browns. I think somebody's going to get that 7th seed because The Patriots, Bills, Jets, and Dolphins are going to cannibalize each other. And so somebody – you know, those teams are going – I think – by the way, I think the goose is pretty much cooked on the Patriots. They must beat the Cardinals. And even if they do, I think they catch the Bengals next week. It's it's a rough ride they have coming up. I don't think uh, your team's winding up in the playoffs. But I still think that those head-to-heads are going to eliminate the Jets potentially – um, and like I say, that one of these five and seven teams has a real shot at making the playoffs. Anyway, continue there, Hinge. Uh
1: Well, I really, I, I do. I mean, if it's tonight, I I do like the Raiders uh, both tonight and, and long-term, like you're saying, because they, they, I mean, this, this, this Josh Jacobs resurrection is bananas. Like he's, he's gone from, uh, you know, struggling to, to average three and a half yards of carry to Jim Brown. Like I can't, he's looks younger, faster. And so we talk about two salary drives, right? So Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's a running back, so there'll be a ceiling on how much he can get paid, but right. Josh Jacobs is, is doing a good job for his own bank account. I mean, Lamar Jackson, everybody's, you know, it's like, well, you know, they, they beat the Broncos by one, but he got hurt. It's like, they weren't moving the ball. Like they were sucking, Quite already when he went out, and I would just say, L- Lamar Jackson's betting on himself, reminding everybody about the trajectory for running quarterbacks. Like, no, 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 you should have taken that bag whenever it maxed out. So, so Ravens uh, in in a bit of free fall, a- as are Lamar's prospects for ever getting that number to to where it was.
0: If you are a Lamar Jackson lover, and I, I, I and his distinctive skill set is remarkable. I mean, if you're Lamar Jackson himself or someone who, if you're a Ravens fan who owns the number eight jersey and want him to be your QB long-term, you better be rooting for Ty Huntley to fall on his face. Because if he goes, if they don't skip a beat, if they keep on winning games and maybe even look a little bit better with no pass catchers outside of Mark Andrews to throw at what what choice would the ravens have what would what would inform their decision at that point to be like yeah lamar we're still going to give you something in the ballpark of what you want they're going to probably tag him but that may be too heavy a commitment from where the ravens sit at this point do they want to pay 50 million dollars if they feel like hey the other guy we we do just the same and it gives us more freedom to address other positions right
1: and we seem to have all digested the, you know, Larry Johnson, um, Earl Campbell, like that just just certain that that with each hit, your yards per carry is going to go down. Like as you get worn down and running backs, it's happening faster and faster and faster. Well, you know, so John Harbaugh's up there saying, like, it's not a serious knee injury, it's like, it's a knee injury. Like, is he gonna be better? Is he going to be a little bit better after this knee injury? No, every injury makes you a little worse. That's how, that's how life works. That's Two how our knee broken-
0: injuries and a poop attack in three years. This is, this is what Lamar Jackson's dealing with. And these are things that unlike Tom Brady, like, yeah, he had to miss the season and they rebuilt that knee. Lamar Jackson's game is predicated on his ability to run away from guys. Yeah. It's a, it's a problem. All right. I'm done. And now a quick break.
2: Eddie Spaghetti jump in so my best bets um, are actually being played in real life Uh, I was the lone wolf uh, I picked the Eagles last week versus the Titans, which I was shocked uh, about that. No one else picked the Eagles. Uh, How did
1: no one pick the team with the best record? in It the is league? crazy. Yeah. crazy. The spread
2: wasn't even that, that much either, but uh, dominant performance there got their GM fired. Um, so the Sal's rule of thumb is I'm supposed to be paid $10. Harry texts me goes, I have a better idea. I'll hold off the $10. Let's do a, a parlay together. <laughs> so the parlay that I picked and the board this week kind of scared me. There were some games that I feel like I leaned towards them. Like I would have leaned normally towards the Vikings, but the Lions offense has been really, really good lately and the Vikings did play, play a game that was kind of too close to Cumber versus the Jets with Mike White who, by the way, Mike White has thrown interceptions in every single game he's played besides the one game versus the Colts last year. Really attempted 11 passes. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills also destroyed the Jets this year either. The other game too is the, as hench, your game, the the uh, the Cardinals-Patriots, like that's a game that I normally would have been like, well, Matt Jones is fighting with Matt Patricia. Uh, maybe the Cardinals at home getting the point in the half, but uh, I just didn't feel great about any of those games. So the three games that I'm going with for the parlay that I'm now doing with Harry, um, it is the Titans minus four. I think Titans are going to come back strong here. I just think that was a... a, a, They had to do a cleaning of the house because John Robinson has missed on some draft picks there, and I think that was a bad... Bad loss last week, but they'll regroup. Um, I just can't see a Jaguars team with Trevor Lawrence, you know, potentially not playing, didn't practice, uh, putting up much of a fight. And it's only, you know, four points. Like I said, they are at home. I think they should win by at least a touchdown, six points, something around there. I am going to go with, with check Steelers giving two um, I just don't want to pick, a, I'm not going to pick a backup quarterback, although, uh, seeing the news today that TJ Watt and Deontay Johnson did not practice, uh, usually a Thursday practice is not a good sign in terms of playing or playing a, a full game. Uh, I'm not sure how impactful Deontay Johnson really has been this year, but we all know how impactful.
0: Oh, stop. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Not you. Steelers fans are so down on Deontay Johnson this year. It's really crazy. I well, mean, I, was I was just
2: going to say that TJ Watt is for sure the more impactful. Sure. Player. Yeah.
0: It is funny, though, but uh, that has, I I hear you largely, you're correct, but the Steelers this year, there have been a number of Thursday, no practices, Friday is is for them, really, the the drop-dead date. If you don't practice on Friday, that's generally the indicator they're not going to be out there, but continue
2: and then my last one um, the Seahawks at home giving three and a half uh, laying three and a half to the Panthers uh, this is a simple one for me the Panthers only wins this year have been at home uh, they're not going to win on the road versus the Seahawks which have probably you know I was just there on Halloween weekend it's a legitimate home field advantage and um, I just don't see Sam Darnold who who saw a ghost in his past first with you know with the Jets is somehow going to in this extremely loud crowd in a game that they absolutely you have to beat up on these bad teams if you're the Seahawks in a playoff hunt. And I just don't see Sam Darnold uh, rising, you know, to the occasion and winning a game on the road versus a, a playoff-bound team potentially. Um, Geno Smith's playing good football. I know the backfield with Ken Walker and such are all injured, but I still think they have enough to get it done. Tyler Lockett also having a pretty good season, very underrated this year. So uh, I think they're going to win that game. Three and a half is way too small of a line. So I do like that's so my three-team parlay. Titans laying the four, the Hawks laying the three and a half, and the the Steelers line got down to two. Um, so once Harry puts that in, me and him will be riding on that.
0: I'd like the Seahawks at three, probably. I don't like that half point in there. And I hear what you're saying. You got to beat the bad teams. But, you know, cynic or otherwise, I'm not convinced that the Seahawks count as a good team yet.
2: I'm, they're above 500 in the playoff hunt. They're a lot better than the Panthers are. Panthers have gone through a coaching change. They've gone through three quarterbacks. Uh, they trade away Christian McCaffrey. I just I, I don't see how a team like that comes into that building and, and wins that game with Sam Darnold at the helm. It just that's not going to bode well for them.
0: Um. All right. Great stuff, everybody. Hench. Final thoughts. Or are you ready to take leave for another week?
1: Um. You know. I'm uh, delighted to be. On top of the standings and the in in both the both the picks and that other crazy thing we do, um, I'm really excited to to see you guys in Vegas. I mean, that is off off the charts. This is like this this feels like we're part of a real enterprise now. Oh my god!
0: We'll we'll uh, yeah. we'll let you in on all that, Hench. Between now and next week, do your old pal Dave a favor, Vane. Dave needs you to take a look at the top 100. Um, position groups by franchise the four major north american sports i ranked them out eddie spaghetti and his fancy friend sal attempted to take me to task about putting the pittsburgh penguin center iceman as the top position group in the history of sports i want you to review it and and, and try to provide provide an objective eye if you can please
1: well red sox left field obviously it's
0: on there it's, it's in there. It's not better than it's not better than Lemieux, Crosby, a.k.a. two of the top five players in the history of the game, plus Ronnie Francis, plus Gino Malkin, plus assorted other high-end performers. That's the greatest position group of all time. But I want you to, to peruse it, and I encourage everybody. I put it out on social media. Go check that one out. Um, and uh, if you're looking for some good holiday fare, make sure you're checking out the Santa Clauses, penned in part by... Our guy, Kevin Hench, Eddie Spaghetti. Make sure you're listening to Waiver Wired with him and Jim Piacente getting you right as the fantasy football playoffs are going down. Like we say, coming up next week at the top, we'll get you right for bowl season with Greg McElroy from Omaha Productions' own Uh, always college football make sure you're checking that out and in fact head over to extrapoints.com you'll find all the great podcasts there you can get in the arcade play against the front-running kevin hench and everybody else here at extra points at the nfl pickup make sure you do that and until another sports weekend is over and we get in your ear on the other side to try and make sense of it thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven